0: Welcome to the Gigabyte Podcast. I'm Mayor Tracy Markley, and I'm so excited to share my conversations with community members and local business owners. So grab a bite and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Thanks to all who are watching on YouTube and those listening wherever podcasts are available. We are so glad that you've joined us today. And I am so happy to welcome Jason Gothier of Shape, and was just short for South Sound Housing Affordability Partners, and I'll have Jason explain a little bit more about that in just a moment. Welcome, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. I listened to some of the podcasts before I came, and in your very first podcast, you talked about shape for like five minutes. So I did That's I feel like right. your, the listeners are already like I you know heard board. about this so That's glad good. I could come here and talk more about it
0: yeah well so tell me a little about yourself and your background and then how you came to be the shape manager
1: uh, well we could go back 38 years if yeah. you want to but we won't uh, so uh, but there is a little bit of backstory that I think is important as somebody who serves the entirety of Pierce County. Yeah. I grew up in northern Wisconsin, in the only county in Wisconsin without an, without an incorporated town or city and without oh, an wow. operating traffic light. Uh, I grew up in a, a county of 4,000 people. Um, well, so believe I, it or
0: not, that's about how big Gig Harbor was when I moved mm-hmm, here, with, mm-hmm. and with one blinking red light. That was it.
1: You are way far ahead of yeah. Florence County, Wisconsin. <laughs> um, but after college, I moved out to the, to the Tacoma area to work for Habitat for Humanity, swinging a hammer as one of their mm-hmm. construction managers. Realized pretty quickly I was on my way to becoming a below-average carpenter and probably should figure (laughs) out a different thing to do um, after college. Um, Left for a while, came back, spent the last almost 11 years working for Habitat for Humanity here in Pierce County in a number of different roles, um, but ended up my time there as their Director of Government Affairs, which gave me a lot of experience across Pierce County, especially with the County Council and City of Tacoma, City of Lakewood, working to develop affordable homeownership housing in those communities, and that sort of matriculated to uh, working for and running um, the South Sound Housing Affordability Partners.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome. I know I was so happy when you came on board because it just really, it, it put a nice a nice little bow on what was already going on, and then it I feel like it really took off after you came on, and then now Mary, which I'll have you maybe mention Mary in just a minute, but. The city has been part of an interlocal agreement with SHAPE since 2021. And I was honored to start participating in that when I took office. And so for those listening, will you please explain what SHAPE is? Because mm-hmm. I, And I kind of, like you mentioned, did that a little bit, but what is SHAPE and what do you provide to our members?
1: So I'm gonna give a little history lesson yeah. for a second here. So SHAPE goes back to 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Executive Dan Meyer, Mayor Woodards from Tacoma, and then County Council Member Connie Ladenberg um, realized we needed to have a, a broader conversation about housing affordability in our communities. Um, and they started meeting uh, at Puyallup City Hall with a group of mayors from across Pierce County. Mm-hmm. They called it the Mayoral Forum on Housing Affordability. Um, I guess our name is longer now than yeah, that. Uh, I know. But um, (laughs) they started meeting to discuss and learn more about housing affordability challenges across Pierce County. This is in 2018. Yeah. I'll fast forward the story to 2021 when our our original 14 members, so City of Gig Harbor, Mm -hmm. Pierce County, the the Puyallup tribe of Indians, and then I guess at that time 11 other cities and towns, Mm -hmm. we've added our 15th member DuPont since then, Yeah joined an interlocal agreement so essentially a contractual obligation between all these jurisdictions um, to both fund um, the shape office which is Mm -hmm. me and a half-time staff member to support our to support our members and then to work collaboratively on housing challenges Mm -hmm. across pierce county with a regional perspective yeah Um, and so what do i do day to day Uh, i support our members in achieving their affordable attainable and accessible housing goals Mm -hmm. Um, with a regional perspective. Yeah. And when I say a regional perspective, I'll put some numbers to that for you. So um, just a few weeks ago, um, as all of our jurisdictions are in their comprehensive planning update, so that is the vision for the next 20 years, right? What's Gig Harbor going to look like? Mm -hmm. What's Pierce County? What's City of Tacoma? What's Puyallup going to look like? And by 2044, and we plan for a bunch of things. We plan for our employment growth, our population growth, mm-hmm. and our housing growth. Yeah. So when I think about this all through a regional perspective, I start there. And I know today Pierce County is planning on the housing unit front for hundred and thirty-five and some change, mm-hmm. 135,000 housing units yeah. to be added by 2044. Yeah. So how do we do that? Yeah. Um, and it gets more complicated, too, because of some state law changes back yeah. from a couple of years ago. We now not only have to plan for those housing units, those that 135,000, which, you know, even for somebody it's who like does housing, daunting. it seems daunting. <laughs> it seems daunting. It seems daunting. But that's why we, pl- that's why that's we, what plan. we plan. That's why yep. we plan. Yep. How can that happen? But now with some of these, with a state law change from 2020, we now have to plan for that housing unit growth, not as a general number, mm-hmm. but do it by income category. Because we look, and so without boring folks and breaking down those income categories, I can tell you today, because we have the numbers mm-hmm. um, that we have to begin to plan for, about eighty-one thousand of those one hundred thirty-five thousand housing units need to be affordable for households earning less than eighty percent of the area median income, the, and that's sort that is what is considered low income by federal yeah. and state definition. So,
0: what number is that low? In, like, what's considered low income? Yeah, because so, that's been surprising people. So the last number I heard was like around 80,000 a year and,
1: but and you're you're see this is why so Mayor Markley is the vice chair of, of our uh, I wasn't
0: mention of our collaboration
1: <laughs> uh, so she's a leader on that so I'm not surprised she knows that number off the top of her head but you're exactly right so uh, and that's slides for the size yeah. of family yeah. so let's just look at a family of four right mom dad couple of kids yeah. mom dad grandma and a kid whatever it is yeah. right on a household of four um, the median income in Pierce County for a household of four is about $101,000. So 80% AMI, right? We can just walk those numbers right. back. It's about $81,000 for, yeah. and that is that is by federal and state definition at the income level we consider. Um, a low-income household, mm. and then as we scale that back, obviously, you know, we go to the fifty percent AMI mm-hmm. category, which, mm-hmm. which at that level, we actually have a different definition. We call that extremely low income, yeah. or sorry, very low income. Those very low-income households that's making fifty-five, that's making fifty-one, fifty-two thousand dollars a year at that same category. So we very quickly, you know, if you're making fifty thousand dollars a year as a household of mm-hmm. four, you're considered very low income yeah. uh, in the state of Washington yeah. and in Pierce County, and so how do we? So that my my mind has to go to how do i help our cities plan to accommodate the housing needs yeah. and those various income categories
0: one well, in and so give an example if you will um of some of those income levels what what job descriptions what what job titles are associated with some of those numbers? Because yeah. I think it might shock people to hear.
1: I'm not here to shock people. I'm just here to provide some baseline not numbers. Shocked.
0: I guess that's <laughs> maybe the wrong word. But I, I think we it all... may surprise or enlighten people or yeah. educate people so about.
1: I think a lot about my job is service, right? Yeah. I serve our members and to achieve their goals. Yeah. Um, and so when I think about households and what they make and who we and who we serve. I often think about who serves us. Mm-hmm. So um, if we think about that, like, so $81,000 for a household of four is considered low income or is low income. I should mm-hmm. stop saying considered. Yeah. It is low income. Yeah. Um, so a Peninsula School District teacher, entry level with a master's degree. I'm going to ask you a question. I'll put the yeah. mayor on the spot here yeah. for a second. What do you think that person comes in, entry level with a master's degree? What are they making in the Peninsula School District?
0: I would hope that it would be more than eighty-one thousand. It's
1: sixty-six thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So, do you know what an entry level? Wow. to Do you know what an entry level Tacoma firefighter makes? Yeah. Sixty-eight thousand dollars a year. An entry level Pierce County sheriff's deputy, eighty-one thousand dollars wow. a year. Wow. Um, so right at that at yeah. that low income number for yeah. a household of four. So those that ser- so those that serve us. Yeah. Are considered folks that you know that need services from I mean if if they're at that income level and that's their household income if they're a family of four they would be eligible for a multitude of services including um, access to government subsidized affordable housing
0: Wow Wow I know when I heard I heard some of those I was surprised and um, it and it and it bothers me that People that work for our city and people that serve our city and our community every day can't afford to live in the city that they're serving, mm-hmm. and that is that's part of why I've been so excited to be a part of Shape and figure out where can we put affordable housing in Gig Harbor, mm-hmm. and this is this is a new concept for Gig Harbor. It 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 is, and um, and so that you know when people think of affordable or low income housing, I think different pictures pop into their minds of. What does that, what does that look like? And so can you please explain more about the types of housing that SHAPE is working to incorporate into our communities and into our inventory? And then maybe talk about how that relates to these income levels.
1: Yeah, well, so there's, so affordable housing and market rate housing mm-hmm. are the same things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I come from Habitat for Humanity. Um, where we were building single-family detached homes and townhouses. Mm-hmm. That's what we build um, so that those folks that are considered low, folks that are low income, um, could afford the American dream of home ownership. Yeah. Right, yeah. begin to build generational wealth, that equity in their home. Um, so that's my background. So building single-family homes, yeah. building duplexes. That's that can be affordable housing. That are within housing. the
0: character of that. Community.
1: We still, you still have to com- to build affordable housing. You still have to comply with all mm-hmm. the debe- development regulations and design yeah. guidelines that are that are stipulated by those by those jurisdictions. Yeah. Some jurisdictions give some latitude, right, mm-hmm. to say, hey, we want to be a friendly partner mm-hmm. to get more affordable housing developed here. Here's some ways we can be a friendlier partner mm-hmm. um, to provide some sort of um, not not ease of access, but just some uh, you know are flexibility yeah. in our design yeah. regulations. But affordable housing also can be multi-story, mm-hmm. you know, residential, uh, multi-family housing. So you look in Tacoma, which is where we typically see the most of that, um, that big multi-family affordable housing yeah. being developed. You know, five, you know, four, five, six stories. Um,
0: Retail on the bottom, sometimes, yeah. and yeah, housing you, on the top.
1: If you go through, if you go down um, MLK in Tacoma mm-hmm. right now, where the light rail is going to be coming yeah. through. Um, a multitude of affordable housing projects going up there from Tacoma Housing Authority, Horizon Housing, um, Forterra mm-hmm. has a project mm-hmm. that they're hoping to get underway at some point. A lot of these affordable housing developers, um, you know, building in that area. You can go look at it and see yeah. it, uh, see the plans for it as well. Um, but those 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 houses those those houses are. You know they comply with the, with design regulations. Yeah. Also, and something we've new we've seen new in the industry really is a better focus on sort of the cultural elements of each neighborhood, right? Yeah. And ensuring that those yeah. that the, the buildings that we put in neighborhoods, whether it's a single family home or whether it's a five story building with commercial on the bottom, fits the fits the mm-hmm. neighborhood, right? That mm-hmm. they have elements and character of that, that, that of that neighborhood that we're putting that housing in. Um, that's something that. Uh, is a real focus for most of our for our affordable yeah. housing development community, um, number one, because people want to live in nice-looking housing. Uh, and yeah. so that's, and that's a focus We're not talking section
0: there. 8, concrete block type style. Because I think that's what goes into yeah, people's minds sometimes. It's like, no, that's not what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, that's really not. I mean, I've I've been in the affordable housing industry for more than 10 years. I've seen a lot of it built. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been in a lot of it. Um, I can't think of any of it that resembles. I think when you when I hear people talk about sort of like that, like concrete block, yeah. what I hear is like um, like Soviet Union nineteen seventies. <laughs> like yeah. this is like the government housing, yeah. right? Um, and that's just not for a bunch of reasons that doesn't get built in, yeah. in the United States, right? Number yeah. one, because local control allows for. Design and development yeah. regulations to be put in place that yeah. um, stipulate this is the type of housing that we're gonna allow here. This is what what the basic designs are gonna have to look like. Yeah. Um, you know, so local jurisdictions have that authority. And that's where my job comes in too. Number one, to try to make a more attractive, right, and friendly development environment mm-hmm. for market rate builders and affordable housing builders. Yeah. Right? We, need, we need more we housing need of all yeah. types, right? 135,000 housing units across Pierce County in the next 20 years. It's
0: incredible. So
1: we're if that's what we're doing, we need to, you know, there's a lot of talents here in the building industry. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see some more talents, yeah. right? I'd like to see yeah. some more talents. Uh, to build, especially on the affordable side, we're at a dearth of affordable housing developers yeah. uh, in Pierce County. If 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 Gig Harbor came to me tomorrow and you said I've got land that I want to build affordable homeownership housing on, there's like one, two organizations in Pierce County I could I, I could mm-hmm. I could bring in. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'd love to see that be more like you know three, four, five, yeah. so that a th- those 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 agencies can be on the ground looking for opportunity to develop more of that affordable housing. And B, so that when there's an opportunity arises, yeah. you know, you don't just end up in the queue to go, well, in four years, maybe we can start building <laughs> right. there, right? Right. You know, you want we want to see things built now, right, to serve our communities now. And so right. um, that's part of my job. And the also other one is how do I, how do I work with our jurisdictions to build capacity to empower them to get creative mm-hmm. about what types of housing have we not considered in the past um, and how can we update some of those development regulations to yeah. allow the variety of housing yeah. um, that we need. You mentioned a few minutes ago, you, you sort of asked, and I skipped the question, I'm sorry, said, what, what sort of services do you provide your yeah. members? Yeah, A multitude of services. But the easiest one that I like to point to is within our first, within three months after I took the job, we went out and worked with five of our partner cities. City of Gig Harbor, mm-hmm. Edgewood, Fife, Milton, and University Place—sort of an odd gathering mm-hmm. of cities. Mm-hmm. Um, worked with those five cities to write a. We wrote a regional grant, um, so we were a regional middle housing grant, mm-hmm. and so we got about a half million dollars between um, between all those cities to begin to work on where in our cities could middle housing be a good fit, and then to fund the community engagement, and then the and then the the, uh, the updating of some of those development regulations as well as fulfilling some com- some requirements of the comprehensive plan. Yeah. So we got to do some pre-planning before we had to begin to planning and then we also got to pay for stuff that we have to do anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's sort of good and good. in yeah. uh, and, yeah. and what we got to do there and we're excited later this year um, in June we'll have the finalized report. Um, and that'll go to your planning commission to hear yeah, the report and, to, and to get that pre work underway yeah. in your comprehensive plan. Because Gig Harbor's got doesn't it have a bunch of like you know undeveloped land laying around. <laughs> we're
0: kind of running out.
1: <laughs> and so where and so how are we going to get creative about yeah. creating the opportunity yeah. to have housing developed, right? Because Gig Harbor's not going to build the housing. Pierce, not, Pierce County doesn't have a. Doesn't have a construction force that builds mm-hmm. housing. Mm-hmm. We rely on the private market. Yeah, and the private market includes and that private
0: public partnership is so critical. So
1: important, and so that's where part of this grant too is really diving in to talk with that development community, mm-hmm. both the affordable housing folks and the and the for profit folks, to yeah. find out what holds you back from yeah. building a variety of housing types in Gig Harbor, in Milton, and yeah. Edgewood. Um, we're just really excited to see that come to fruition.
0: Yeah, and and I'm excited. There will be, um, the city council just approved a contract with a company called Flash Vote, and it is going to send out very scientific targeted surveys to the members of Gig Harbor, um, residents of Gig Harbor, and this is going to be one of the topics that's that's going to come up. And throughout the comprehensive plan, there will be many options for public comment, public participation, Um, but I'm excited about this survey because some of the examples that were shown to us by this company um, talked about housing and how people felt about housing. And I guessed wrong on all the questions that they asked. You know, what do you think this income ban said about this type of housing? And what do you think this um, demographic said about this type of housing? And I got them all wrong. And I was so <laughs> surprised to hear what, they, what the results actually were. And so I'm really excited to see what Gig Harbor residents mm-hmm. have to say about what types of housing would you w- want to see in Gig Harbor? Like, we don't have our exact numbers yet. Like you said, mm-hmm. for each city, we'll have those soon-ish, mm-hmm. and we're we're working on a housing action plan right now. Our planning department is very actively working mm-hmm. on that. So pretty soon, we're going to know the exact numbers of how the exact number of houses that Gig Harbor has to provide that are affordable, attainable, workforce housing mm-hmm. by such and such date. And so once we get that number, then, as you said, the work, be- the, the challenge becomes, okay, where do we put it and how are we going to fund it? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so excited about our partnership with SHAPE and hearing from all these other cities that are involved, too, for of varying sizes, mm-hmm. what they're doing and how they're accomplishing these things in their communities. Because it's really amazing mm-hmm. what some of these smaller cities are actually being able to to do in their communities. And so that means a lot to me um, as a, well, we're not a, we're still considered a small city, but we just crested over 14,000 residents. Mm -hmm. So we're getting up there, we're we're growing. So
2: um,
0: I know we're kind of, we're at the end of our time, but is there anything else that you want people to know about SHAPE, about you, our partnership? Or just attainable housing in general
1: uh, we do a lot of things to serve our members and to serve yeah. and to serve their communities and so you know we do a lot of things that sort of bore a lot of people but one of the things we've been doing in partnership with our with our, with our partner cities is, um, we talk about accessible housing. How do, yeah. we, how do we allow people to live, continue to live in their houses yeah. as they age in place? Yeah. And one of the things that we looked at early on was a report at Pierce County that said about 12,000 eligible households for the senior and disabled veteran property tax exemptions mm-hmm. do not access those exemptions. Yeah, And so we began working with our members this year and the assessor's office, who's been mm-hmm. such an amazing partner in this. Um, to begin to put on property tax exemption seminars across our membership, um, so we've had we've had a few we've had a few go on now. We've got one coming up this Thursday, which I'm sure this will be coming out later than that. Um, we've already got 40 RSVPs for that. So after that one, we'll have over 100 folks that have attended just three That's of these so property great. tax exemption seminars. We've got another one coming up
0: April 6. April
1: 6 in the City of Gig Harbor At City Hall. yeah one We got more. We got one more scheduled in Tacoma. Another one scheduled in Mid County.
2: That's these so are great. and these are
1: low-hanging fruit pieces, yeah. right? This is yeah. not like the, the purpose of shape. The purpose of shape is to get more housing units built, right? But if we, in the interim, can spend a, little, a tiny bit of time helping to get a, a few more folks to sort of be able to afford the house,
0: that they're better afford in. the housing that they're currently <laughs> yeah. in,
1: that's yeah. you know we want to we're here to serve, yeah, and that's, and that's and that
0: solves problems down the road of potential potential homelessness, potential of having to move out of an area that they really love. We don't want to see that happen.
1: Yeah, and so there's a service that's available, and we're just here to make sure that folks have an easy way to learn more about it.
0: That's amazing, and we'll have more information about the April 6th seminar um, in the description and um, contact information for that. We'll also have Jason's information uh, included in SHAPE, how people can best reach you, um, if you want to just mention SHAPE's website.
1: Yeah, it's is. Um, it's south south affordable housing org. A mm-hmm. um, lot of pieces on there. Yeah, In, you know, encourage folks to check out that website. You can also find um, our board meetings on there. So if you want to watch Mayor Markley, Vice Chair, a meeting once a month, and tell me <laughs> what to do, uh, that's a good way to check that out.
0: <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's I I have to say this group is this group of mayors, city council members, and and shape staff. It is so fun. They are so much fun to hang out with, to collaborate with. They're just—they really care about what they're doing, and it's an—it's a very inspiring group. And I'm so—I'm so happy to be a part of it. Thank you so much for what you do for Shape, um, and Mary as well. You all—you um, do—you do a lot, and we're very grateful. Gig Harbor—I'm speaking on behalf of the city now. We're very grateful for the work that Shape does for Gig Harbor because this is. It's not an easy subject to tackle. It's not an easy issue. And you help make it easier. So thank you so much. And thanks for joining me today. I always enjoy talking to you, but I hope our listeners do as well. If they have specific questions, they'll be able, you can reach out to Jason specifically or to myself. And now stay tuned for our local business spotlight. Welcome back to the Gigabyte podcast. Each episode, we feature a local business, hear more about their story and how you can support them. And today I'm happy to have Dave Montour of Kettlefish with us, thank you so much for joining us, Dave.
2: Thanks, it's good to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself and and Kettlefish.
2: Sure, Kettlefish, so we're an exciting new seafood concept. Yeah. Uh, We started out in Silverdale, Washington about three and a half, four years ago. And we were lucky to open our location here in Kig Harbor in October of last year. Yeah. So we're very excited. It's a fresh and new concept. I think something that people haven't seen in the seafood space uh, in many years. So we're excited to bring this, uh, this product down to uh, Kig Harbor.
0: So tell me a little bit about, more about what makes you unique sure. and maybe a little bit about your menu. I've heard sure. you have a pretty incredible chowder. Yeah, That's we have really good street. clam
2: chowder. Word on the street is correct. We have incredible <laughs> clam chowder and fish and chips. That's sort yeah. of the focus of, yeah. our, of our product. Uh, we also do some really nice uh, things with some higher-end dishes, uh, steamer, clams, and mussels, oh. cioppino, bouillabaisse, Great. and things like that. So the focus for the first you know, three years of the operation, were on the food and the menu and really making sure that the cooking system that we have and the menu that we have are speaking to one another. Uh, myself and my business partner, uh, Patty O'Brien, uh, we're both seasoned veterans of the food industry. I've got about 25 years under my belt and Patty's got about probably 40. He'll kill me for saying that. <laughs> uh, but you know, we're both industry veterans and we came up with this concept several years ago and now we're sort of putting it out there and, and we're ready to take it to the next level. So of That's course the awesome. focus is on the food, uh, mm-hmm. seafood being the, the primary, uh, focus of our menu. And we're confident that we've got a pretty nice, uh, affordable menu with some really nice surprises on it. I think there's a lot for, for everybody on that menu, even though it's very small and very yeah. tight and very focused. We've got a lot of nice variety for folks.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So what is your special process that you sure. that you use? That makes you So different. our special
2: process is pretty unique. It's steam kettle cooking. So we're taking okay. an old system. Uh, generally, when you think of a steam kettle in commercial cooking, you're thinking of a very large pot mm-hmm. used to mm-hmm. uh, heat up uh, liquids and, and soups and and things of that nature very quickly mm-hmm. uh you see them you know 30 gallon 50 gallon even you know 100 gallon you see them as big as this room wow. uh, but we've got some very small steam kettles we've taken them and scaled it down uh, using these little uh, two-quart oyster kettles that are customer facing Oh,
0: that's uh, and fun. the heating
2: element is steam so it's yeah. very unique uh, we've got six of these little steam kettles uh, in the restaurant customer facing where we prepare you know many of our soups and our dishes out of these steam kettles Uh, The interesting thing about this is very, very energy efficient. Mm -hmm. It's about 40% more efficient than just setting a a stock pot over a gas flame. That's great. You know, when you heat up, you know, soup like that in a commercial kitchen, a lot of the heat just escapes Mm -hmm. and goes up the flue. Mm -hmm. Our steam kettles, uh, they sort of capture all that heat, encapsulate it, so that it's it's very concentrated, very efficient, and the energy isn't escaping.
0: That's great.
2: So the uh, restaurant in... Gig Harbor that we have utilizes six of these small steam kettles with about a half a cup of water. We convert that into steam and I can fire up that entire battery of steam kettles to 212 degrees and you can instantly start cooking in them. So it's a very unique process, very efficient, Mm -hmm. something I think that, you know, it's it's appealing to the eye. It's engaging Mm -hmm. to the senses. You know, it smells wonderful when you Mm -hmm. look at it and it makes a little noise and it's, you know, visually they're very appealing to look at. So it's a unique, unique operation.
0: That's neat. I love to hear about people that are being innovated and innovative and creative with just um, with their processes like that and energy efficient and better for the environment. And it's just it's great.
2: Sure. It's interesting. You know, we see now there's a lot of conversations about, you know, natural gas bans. Mm -hmm. You know, they're banning installation of natural gas. And, you know, in the restaurant industry, you know, we all cook on gas. And so there's a lot of buzz in the the restaurant industry. What are you going to do if they ban natural gas? Well, this concept is already prepared for that. You know, our heating element is steam. So we can convert, you know, water into steam using just about any element. We can use energy. You can use gas. You can use electricity to convert that to steam. Uh, so in many ways we're, we're a little bit ahead of the curve. You know, mm-hmm. if to, tomorrow there was a, ga- a ban on natural gas in commercial kitchens, we'd be prepared to respond to that. So it's unique. You know, Gig Harbor has a, a cute little innovative restaurant down here in downtown yeah. waterfront for people to see. So come check it out.
0: I I definitely will. And so where can we find you, and what is the best way to reach you if our audience has any questions?
2: Sure. So we're right off the highway, just right off the uh, Willatchet Drive, uh, uh, Drive exit mm-hmm. on Highway 16. It's just a, a minute or two off the freeway, so we're very easy to get to, very convenient to get to. And then if you're in the downtown waterfront, just walk to us. I mean, you can get to just yeah. about anything in the downtown waterfront. You're on waterfront. Pioneer, correct? We're on Pioneer, right, yeah. just uh, very just close to Heritage Distilling, so just off Great. of Harvey View Drive.
0: Great. And we will have your contact information under the video and also in the description of on all the different podcast platforms. So people Great. will be able to come in and find you.
2: Um,
0: what is there anything else that you would like us to know about you specifically or about kettlefish?
2: No, I think it's a really unique concept. We just encourage folks to come out and check it out. Yeah. You know, come have some fish and chips, some clam chowder. And right now we're running a special Guinness Clams and Mussels celebration of St. Patrick's Day last Friday. But we're going to continue that special probably through the spring and summer.
0: Oh, great. I bet that was a big hit.
2: Yeah, big hit. Yeah, Yeah. lots of local seafood. And of course, you can't go wrong with Guinness at this time of year.
0: No, certainly not. Well, Dave, thank you so much um, for joining me. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and hearing more about your unique business. Um, And yeah, I can't wait to try it.
2: Great. Can't Thanks wait to try it. Thank you. And
0: thank you all for tuning in. We hope you'll uh, join us again next time.